This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. This is Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. It's Raj and Pablo. Welcome to another bollytastic download from the Raj and Pablo show, the number one show on the BBC. This week, you'll be able to hear all the gossip from Salil Acharya. We also talk all things location in Bollywood and we're joined by Naila Mughal. But first, let's get the gossip from Salil Acharya. Right, it's that time to cross over to Salido Charia, our muscles from Mumbai, who's actually in Delhi at the moment. Um, but that doesn't mean he doesn't get all the goss from Mumbai. Uh, he's going to tell us exactly what's been going on. Uh, Salil, how you been? It's been very cold. Actually, it's nine degrees in Delhi, which is which is rather cold over here because we're not normally prepared for it. So, yeah, I feel like I'm in London right now. That's how cold it is. <laughs> so you've been wrestling? <laughs> watching, watching the wrestling. But yeah, it's been a good time with Dharamji. I'm meeting Mr. Amitabh Bachchan today on the show today. So it's been a good fun. Uh, all these celebrities do come down and uh, it's really awesome how sports is being promoted in India. Well, Salil, thanks for the warning because uh, now I will go home and pack some jumpers before I leave tonight. Uh, but let's talk about Dilwale. Um, is it having a tough time pleasing the press after? Well, well, some people have said there's been like a series of bad publicity you know, the problem is every single day is about 10 hours behind schedule. And this has been going on uh, pretty much from the trailer launch. And I think uh, everyone's reached the end of their patience. And so you've had some very bad articles that have actually come out. And uh, it's not good. Actually, the other day, just a couple of days back, the new trailer was launched. There was a three-hour wait. And then the press conference was six minutes. Six minutes. Wow. So the thing is, you, you've got to like keep the press also happy on one side. It's not Shah Rukh and it's not the actors at all. It's the team that is around them that seems to be rather, I don't know, handling the situation not in the most careful way, resulting in, A, Shah Rukh does only one film a year, and we all know how brilliant he is with the media. But if you don't let the media speak to him, there's going to be bad publicity. So as a result of that, uh, people are a little upset about it. Will that affect the collections? I doubt it. But it's reaching a little bit of bad blood, which is always not good. You've got to get the press on your side. Remember how Amir Khan and Salman Khan had their bad troubles with the press and how they've all become really good? Uh, I think Shah Rukh needs to step in and make sure that you know no more feathers are ruffled. So, is this a benefit for Bajirai Mastani and their, their publicity plan? I doubt it because I think it's few, too few days left, and I think uh, they're both biggie films, and uh, both of them uh, are promoting it so much uh, that Ranveer Singh is on some other planet as far as promotion is concerned. You know, he doesn't need to say anything. Whatever clothes he wears, I think that makes more publicity <laughs> than anything else. So, I, I think it's working. Both films will it'll boil down to which is a better film and who has a bigger star value. But it's going to be really a clash of the titans after very, very long. Uh, now, Shushant Singh, uh, we last saw him in PK. Um, is it true that he's kind of been fighting with a lot of people and not making too many friends? Absolutely. He was going to do Half Girlfriend uh, with Ekta Kapoor and Mohit Suri, and that was going to be a really big film. Chetan Bhagat had written it. But he hadn't mentioned the fact that he was Dinesh Vijayan's <laughs> hero as well with Kriti Sanan. And uh, so there's trouble there. So then they replaced him from that film. Now, it seems that uh, he had another commitment with Yashraj Films and for Basikra. And now they're not taking him, they're taking these things. So the problem is, he's now uh, cutting ties off with Yashraj Films as well. Now, the thing is, this boy is actually only two films old. I don't really count TK as a big film of it. He's only two films old. And there's more news about the cars he buys, the houses he buys, his training, which has been going on forever, the failed film with Shekhar Kapoor and his fights. So I'm wondering, you know, he's a good actor. I don't think he should get himself involved in this. I'm not mm. as well. 
He had trouble in the gym as well, and then he left the gym. He had trouble with the members. He's not got the most likable personality all the time, you know. And uh, he's very focused about his work, but he's got to work on the other side when you're a star as well. You can't just rub people off the wrong way. And unfortunately, he's getting a really bad name in the industry. Which is not a good thing at all. Well, hopefully he'll sort himself out. Now, what's going on with the wonderful Virat Kohli? He's getting into film production. Absolutely. Uh, it seems that Anushka Sharma uh, is going to have about three or four films rolling out this year as a producer after NH10. NH10 was also funded by Virat and that was an experimental project. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about the Forbes list in just a bit and Virat's in the top five in that Forbes list and he's got a lot of money. He made almost $20 million last year. And I don't think that there's a problem of finances. And I think because Anushka thinks a little differently and uh, because they're a very uh, tight, open couple and they're very chilled out about their relationship, I think Virat also believes that film production is a good thing to do. So he's going to be actually being a big funder in all of Anushka's films. And so we might see Anushka as a big producer coming out in the next couple of years with a number of releases. Uh, now, you just mentioned Forbes there. Uh, we've been hearing names like Akshay Kumar, Shah Rukh Khan. Said, go and give us a lowdown. You know, Akshay Kumar, we all hear. Every year he's always in that list because he does four or five films. But the interesting thing is that I mean, since the last year, Shah Rukh Khan's only done one film. I mean, that was Happy New Year. And he's made $42 million this year at the box office. And with his commitments and his marketing and his businesses. So he's number one on that list, which is very surprising. You know, we all keep talking about how much each actor takes for a film. I think it's irrelevant because even Salman Bhai has done two films. He's more than 200 crores or $35 million. They don't charge that much for a film. So actually speaking, what we read in newspapers is nothing because these are actually based on the taxes. So when you say that the, the, the actors take 40 or 50 crores for a movie, I think it's a lot more than that. Especially someone like Shah Rukh Khan, 257 crores is some serious money, you know. In that Forbes list, you've only, only got cricketers and you've only got actors. But two notable entries, once again, I think Dipika Padukone, yes. the only girl who's in that list, which is great to see. I think Kangana will come in very soon into that list as well. And happy to see Ranbir Kapoor as well. So in spite of all the films not doing well, mm. he's almost made 100 crores or $15 million. So wow. obviously the world loves him. And Salil, finally, right, next week you did mention it is the Clash of the Titans, Bajira Wee's Dilvali. Who's your money on? What will you watch first? Uh, okay. I don't really... You know, I'm going to watch both. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know which I'm going to watch first because essentially I, uh, there's no trailer and there's no screening of Baji Rao. Sunil Lemantali is very clear. He says, I will not show it to the media nor to the press before the, uh, the release. So all of us will have to watch it right down in the theatres. Dilwale is having a lot more screening. So mm -hmm. I'm going to obviously end up watching Dilwale first. But Sunil Lemantali is very tight-lipped. He doesn't want the script out. So, you know, I love, I love this little clash because it is actually the biggest clash that I've seen in a really long time because the audience is divided on Twitter polls, on Facebook polls. It really uh, is going to be a big mouth-watering exercise at the box office. And, of course, we'll be talking about it with you next Saturday. Salil, thank you very, very much. Salil Ajania there giving us his opinions about what's been going on in the world of Bollywood. Salila Charia there. What movie will you watch first? Will it be Del Valley or will it be Bajirao? Find out what happens next week. Nyla Mogul is based in London and she knows a lot about Bollywood locations. Now, there's a Leeds girl who's done really well. She's one of the leading, leading talents from the United Kingdom, liaising with Bollywood throughout as a manager, as a casting assistant, and is very au fait with all the locations they use in the UK. We are Delighted to be joined by Miss Nyla Moogle. Nyla, welcome to the Rajan Pablo Show on the BBC Asian Network. How are you, lovely? 
I'm good, thank you. And yourself? Oh, really, really good. Now, as, as you know, we're talking Bollywood films that are shot overseas on locations. Now, you're in the United Kingdom. You liaise with a lot of Bollywood film companies. Tell us about the process. I surely do. OK, how it works is, uh, first the producer will decide um, and the director will decide where they want to shoot. Uh, the most important thing for a producer is that will they get back tax rebate? And the government in UK does support uh, by giving back 20% tax. Uh So it attracts them to shoot in UK. But you know, when they they kind of call you up and say, right, this, we've got this big film coming, we've got all these stars coming, um, we want to shoot here. Do they kind of say, do they they in particular say, you know, we need maybe a church in the background or we need loads of flowers in the background or we need a waterfall? Not that you'd get one in the UK. Yeah, they, they do. And then um, I would tie up um, a location manager who uh-huh. um, who has a special skill to go out and look for locations. And then there's a few locations that I would most likely recommend myself, like really nice uh, scenic locations around maybe hotels or the garden. So I, I also recommend um, particular ones. So, you know, when, when somebody phones you up and says like, because uh, I know how Bollywood works, they want everything done yesterday. And they're like, absolutely. I, so, and they give me two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So what? Tell, give, tell, tell us about that. What happens? Yeah. So basically, they, they'll um, send a list of what they're looking for, um, and then they'll give you a, a very small period of time to um, get all the locations um, scouted. Uh-huh. And then physically, they come down. You'll have the producer and the director come down. Uh-huh. Then the location manager has to take them around to all the locations. Then you shortlist them. And then they pick the best ones that are most suitable for them. Now, I have to ask you, Nyla, I mean, this must be a bit of a problem because there's some diehard fans out there who find out where their favourite stars are going to be, where they're going to be filming. How do you control all that? So if they're filming an outdoor scene, how do you control the fans who come or how do you kind of keep it a secret so, you know, no one knows exactly where uh, you're going to be, where you're filming, where the stars are staying? No matter how much of a secret you try to keep it, it never remains a secret. Somehow or some way, it always leaks out. Either you'll have a, a supporting artist on the set that will leak it out to their friends. It just takes one person to get it out and then hundreds of people get to know about it. How you control it is uh, we just have um, good security um, on board, on location security. So there's special security that actually um, come out and um, manage your locations for you. And um, and then you also have like the um, the close protection security that um, stays with the um, around the actors. And Nyla, tell us like you know like what stars have you worked with and what films and what locations? Wow, that's a lot. I worked with um, stars starting from Shah Rukh all the way down to Karina, uh, Katrina. Um, I, loads. I could. It'll go on forever. My interview finishes naming the films okay. I've done. Uh, um, give us a couple of your favourite mm-hmm. movies and locations. Yeah, sure. Um, I just uh, I did a film called um, Welcome to Grachi, uh-huh. which was uh, Al Shadwasi and uh, Jackie Bagrani. Uh-huh. Uh, that was really good because the scenes that we shot were really amazing. We actually turned North Wales into Pakistan. Yes, wow. we've heard about this. Yeah, so you wouldn't even know that it's actually how, Wales. How, how did you do that? Um, we hunted some locations at the mountains, the high up mountains that actually looked like Karachi. 
So um, it, it was the scenery was amazing. It was so beautiful, and you would easily fool somebody that that is actually Pakistan. And when you watch the film, it does actually come across that is Pakistan. And another area of what we did was um, it was a beautiful area. Areas I wouldn't even think of. Southampton. It's got so many nice, beautiful like river views, amazing boats, and you'd be surprised how many people go out there just for holidays. And I never heard of it until I actually went there. It's so beautiful. Now, why, why do you think Bollywood films want to shoot overseas? Because you've got beautiful locations in India. They do. It's um, basically the, it's a tax rebate. And also they, uh, they've shot so many films in India now. So uh, they want to bring some newness in. Otherwise, it'll just be boring just on, you know, f- filming the same kind of areas all the time. So it's bringing in that new, exciting look. Um, because everything is a lot more modern nowadays. Everything is a lot more, people want to see more. A lot more is expected. Uh, whereas before people just want to go and watch a love story mm. and it doesn't matter where it's shot, but now every aspect is really important. Well, we, we care about the scenery now. That's what it is. Um, Nyla, can we just say to you, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Nyla there talking all things about Bollywood locations. And what were our favourite Bollywood locations? We explored. Jiyade from Jab Tak Hejan, um, starring Shah Rukh Khan, uh, Krishna Kef and Anushka Sharma. And um, this was partly shot in Kashmir and in London. It was Yash Chopra's last ever film uh, before his untimely death. And he was one of the pioneers in Bollywood who loved using overseas locations. There's even one country that he fell in love with was Switzerland. And there's a Yash Chopra lake. Did they yeah. call it the Chopra yeah. Lake, the I Chopra think, or Lake, the Yash Lake? Yeah. the Yash Lake, um, because he filmed so many times there. We're talking about locations in, in Bollywood, so and we all know they've used different ones to make, um, you know, well, they just look so pretty on screen, don't they? So we thought, um, why not on the show, um, and you know us, uh, any uh-huh. reason to dress up, why don't we kind of dress up, we, we take you around different Bollywood locations. <laughs> so first of all, you have to check this out. Oh, okay. if, if you go to the BBC Asia Network, if you go to their Facebook, the Facebook, page, you will see that we're all kind of representing a certain country. Apart from me, which I don't know what I'm doing, well, but that's we're, Bollywood we're all, for you. We're all going to talk, Ireland with a Russian jacket. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Raj is representing Ireland. I, of course, am representing the whole of Hindustan, if you like, the whole of India, um, with a bit of a Punjabi twist. Um, producer Rina, uh, who are you representing? Do you want to tell us? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we will be able to guess when looking at the pictures, but China. Ah, uh, super so oh. um, Charlie talked to China. Uh, exactly. Yes, that's, yeah, that's where I took my inspiration yeah. from. Yeah. Um, and uh, producer Amy. Egypt. Egypt. Um, There's been a lot of Bollywood films shot in Egypt. There has indeed. Yes. It's very glamorous. It actually mixes quite well. If you have all the pharaohs and things like that, oh, the rich goals. Yeah. So and if you think, well, all the pyramids. Indeed. You know, we're Indians. We love our mummies. <laughs> that is very good. Very that is good. very good. Um, so uh, it's got us thinking about location. But firstly, can you just check out the pictures? And we're wondering: Have you ever kind of uh, dressed up not as a Bollywood location, but as you know, like dressed up in terms of thinking? You know what? I've I've visited this country. I've been on holiday. I want to be inspired by where I am. I'm going to dress up like a Bollywood star, and I'm going to get all my husband, or my wife, or my sister, or my brother, or my friends to take pictures of me because I just want to be next to the pyramids and feel like Kajal. Or I want to be, I don't know, in Ireland and feel like Raj, maybe not, if you check <laughs> no, out the I, picture. No, no, but think about it, like um, um, the film um, Ekta Tiger. 
Yeah. There's um, Salman Khan. Oh, yeah. That's in true. Dublin. That's true. And there's Katrina Kef in a kilt with bagpipes. There you go. That, uh, confusing. But the okay. thing about Bollywood is, like, when they do locations, you don't have to actually dress up in the national costumes. You wear your own. That's, no, that's, got, that's got, got an Irish hat and a Russian coat on. But you go to location <laughs> and you just be a Bollywood star. Um, I remember Jum Barabar Jum, Amitabh Bachchan, in one of the stations here in London with um, his Shansha boots on and this big hat with a feather um, and this massive belt with a guitar and him doing loads of dancing. It was great. I remember watching that. You know, one of the first ever Bollywood films that went overseas was a film called Sangam by Raj Kapoor, which starred Rajanti Mala, Raj Kapoor and also um, Rajendra Kumar. And they shot in Scotland. Oh, did they? Uh, she swam. Uh, Vajanti Mal actually swam in Loch Lomond. Wow. Of all places. Did you know that? I did Fly know the that. Scottish flag. That's what I see. Um, and a few years ago, a few years ago, there was a Bollywood map of Britain. Uh-huh. And that was where all the films, wherever they were shot, like, you know, Gooch Gooch Hota was yeah. shot in Scotland yeah. for a scene. And there was like in Birmingham and all these other places as well. And that is still available. Can I just say, my house was once used as um, for someone to film, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite Bollywood. We don't talk about those type of films. No. Oh, will, you behave, will you behave yourself? <laughs> now, there, was, there was an element of Bollywood to it um, in the storyline, but it was a kind of like British Asian thing happening. But um, my mum was very, very excited. She was making chapatis for everyone. She was indeed. Yes. Uh, we want to know from you, right, wherever you are, in the country or overseas, have you ever seen a Bollywood film being shot in your vicinity? Have you gone on set? Or have you seen something in a Bollywood movie like, you know, up in Scotland or Birmingham, the Midlands, Yorkshire, thinking, oh my God, I want to go and visit this place to recreate that scene. What's that big house that everyone uses? Is it Blenheim Palace? Like for Gubby Kusha Gubby Gum? Uh, it can be that. Or, or there's a certain um, building in a certain park called Osterley um, uh-huh. <laughs> where they sometimes use the outside of that building because it looks very grand. Love this song, Deka E But before that, we played Gerwa. Now we hooked up with the wonderful Salman Khan and Kajal. Shahrukh Khan. Shahrukh Khan. Salman and Shahrukh Khan. Because Salman and Shahrukh just made up and they were on a show together. Shahrukh and Kajal. And they were telling us about overseas. This song, Gerwa, was shot in Iceland. And Shahrukh said they'd watched all these movies, these sci fi films. He goes, What was this location? And Kajal goes, Yes. When he told me about it, I was like, Here we go again. It's going to be freezing. It's going to be cold. And she goes, it's nothing harder than trying to look glamorous in a sari with big furry boots on because your feet are freezing. Um, and you just heard Dekai Kwab from Silsila. And we all know the tulips in Silsila became very, very famous um, in Netherlands, of course. And then I'm sure we went um, to Netherlands for an award ceremony where yes. they named a tulip after Ashwari Arai Bachim. She's so- the only Bollywood star that's got her own tulip. Her own flower. Flower. Yeah, interesting. That. I'm a um, flower. Uh, Manmeet, thank you very much for your message about our picture. Uh, this is where we've kind of taken a country from, uh, well, just one country each, really, us and the team. Um, and what we've done is, well, our costumes will tell you exactly what country we represent. It's not the Eurovision. Our lovely you. producer Amy has come as an Egyptian, as Cleopatra the Seductress. And we have, of course, Shanghai Lil in the form of our producer, <laughs> Rina. <laughs> 
And what do I come as? A leprechaun. <laughs> a leprechaun, I ask. You're from Ireland, Raj. Will you behave That's yourself? That's where leprechauns come from. Yeah, well, um, oh. and I'm a, I, of course, am representing India. Uh, we're a lot of it's Bollywood movies. I shot. Really? Yeah. Are they? My God, Pablo, I didn't know that. Uh, thank you very much for your message. Uh, Gia says, good morning. Nice show, uh, nice show, guys. Thank you. Hannah says, Muscat. Oman, once upon a time in Mumbai, the bar exclusively shot there. Um, as was the song Gia from Gunde. Uh, parts of Ajnabi, uh, Awara Pagla Divana as well. Um, Wadston Manor, says um, Fazia from Oxford. It was used for K3G. Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum. And Nisha's mention said, I saw the filming of Bagban with Salman Khan and Mahima Chaudhry in Reading Oracle Shopping Centre. See, Bollywood is not frightened of using glamorous places like Reading Oracle Shopping Centre. But you know what really made one of the locations really, really famous? I mean, I'm, this is quite recent. Zindagi Namiligi the Bada, when, um, you know, they had like the bull, you know, in Spain when you do the bull run and the tomato fest. Tomato fest as well. Um, yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, every time I went to India, that's what everyone was talking about. They were like, have you been to Spain? Have you thrown some tomatoes? And I was like, no, but I wouldn't mind doing it. But it became huge in India and apparently the, um, the tourism really picked up and the majority of people were coming from India. I remember when I watched um, Dil Chata here uh-huh. um, and I thought, wow, it's all been done in Australia and they've done it, well, majority of it, not all of it, um, and they did it really, really well. Do you know what I mean? But there was lots of other films shot in Australia. Well, what yeah. That there, there was, uh, oh, we, all right. This a bit of Australia for you. What do Pab- you think? Pablo's gone down under with his didgeridoo, which yeah. is playing in the background now. You can so, hear it. But, it's a wonderful time. So the other one was Salam the Mustard. We played music from that um, a bit earlier. Right, I, I'm expert on everything down under. Bag Milka Bag was shot in Melbourne. Oh. That's right. Sing is King was shot in Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Did you know that? But you didn't know that either. Well, for me, it was uh, Dil Chattai, like oh, I said. One of your other favourite films. Go and tell me. Bachnaya Sina. Sydney. Uh, well, that was... Bachnaya Sina was all over the place, to be honest with you, because they had loads of different scenes um, with all the three actresses. It was Rome, Switzerland, Sydney, you're right, Sydney. Greece, Venice. Of course. That must have been a big budget movie. But Dil Chattai, India. The hockey match. Melbourne. Indeed. Remember, that was a brilliant film. I love that movie. Quite a lot of Australia happening in Bollywood. Sorry. I've, well, oh, I was thanks, being, I've been Pavel. waiting. I've been waiting. Uh, he's played with his down under didgeridoo. Now he's like squeezing his bagpipes. What's he like? <laughs> yes, the bagpipes are on now. Anne Marie says, which we quite like, and we get even more <laughs> Scottish. Uh, what about George Square in Glasgow, used for a dance routine between Salman Khan and Sanjay Dutt? The film was Yehead Jalva. You're very right. Uday said Salman did shoot Yehead Jalva at Redbridge in Glasgow, Glasgow Buchanan Street City Centre, which is really nice. And he also did Kick Movie that the used Glasgow City Centre. And that's where Glasgow City Centre and the streets were Glasgow. How many times are you going to say Glasgow City Centre? That's like five times. It's my hometown. Glasgow, it was used as a backdrop, not for India, but the whole city was used as a backdrop for Russia. Can you believe that? That's Bollywood for you. Using one location to represent another. Mossum was shot in Edinburgh, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, Pradeep says, I'm proud that Kuch Kuch Hotahe was filmed in her very own beautiful, beautiful Scotland. And he's having masala dosa and hot tea. It should be a haggis as well. Uh, The latest film that's been shot in Glasgow at Glasgow University in Scotland is Barbar Deco, Katrina and Siddharth. Now, we hooked up with them at a party in Bombay and Katrina was telling us all about her love for Scotland. Um, Well, you can call it 
love. <laughs> she was like, I wanted to get home straight away. It was yeah. far too cold. And Raj is so excited. You've just, you've just lit up when you're talking about it. That yeah. was shot in Glasgow. Good, good shot that, hey? Templeton Business Centre, you... UK Med Jutney Bolna, did you know that? Uh, right. Yeah, Jalva was shot at the People's Palace in Winter Gardens. Right. Um, you know, there's a cottage called Black Rock Cottage in Glencoe. Okay. Guess what movie was shot there? Come and tell us. Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Okay, thank I'm you. Flying this, I could go on and on. I know you could. So um, thanks for squeezing those bagpipes for me. Kindly take a breath. Um, so the most recent one to be um, shot abroad uh, was well, especially. I mean, if you watch the beginning of the Marsha, they did kind of start off as robots, and then um, uh, eventually they end up in a European country. Was mm-hmm. it a European country? If I remember correctly, it was an island. It was where Napoleon Bonaparte was imprisoned. It was in Corsica. And guess what, guys? Why they were there? Tell me. Because Deepika Padukone's character uh-huh. loves Asterix. And there's an Asterix comic set in Corsica, and she was on a trail of Asterix in Corsica. So it all comes together in the end. It does. That was absolutely magical. We went on a global journey with Bollywood. Can't believe Bollywood have used so many locations. That's it for this week. Make sure you tune in live next Saturday from 10am to 1pm on the BBC Asian Network. Till then, keep being bollytastic, be safe and we'll see you then. Bye. Catch up with loads more from BBC Asian Network online or on the BBC iPlayer radio app.